Are you looking to scale up your small or medium enterprise but don't know how? Then Malay Dhamania, business coach and mentor, is here to give tips, strategies, and lessons in business management that can help you grow and scale a profitable and remotely run business. This is a transformational approach to building a business that grows and thrives in a highly dynamic world. This is the Business Veda podcast, and here's your host, Malay Dhamania. My dear entrepreneurs, leaders, and business owners, today world is witnessing some of the most uncertain times, and India seems to be emerging as a bright star in the galaxy. We all know about the Russia-Ukraine war, the energy crisis in Europe, and the problems that China is facing. While countries around are staring at recession, the Indian stock markets. are trading at all time high and as an investor as a layman we are not sure should we sell should we buy more or should we just hold on to talk about stock market mutual funds please help me welcome our guest sharad sharma on the business veda podcast So welcome Sharad I am so happy and excited to have you on this business with a podcast Thank uh, you Malay Sharad just uh, let us know something more about you So first of all thank you Malay uh, so much for inviting me to your podcast and I'm very happy with the kind of introduction you have given me because this reminds me of my past and how it all started way back in 2006 when the markets were in a very nascent stage and that was the opportunity given to me by nippon asset management much before the uti happened so i stayed there for 2 years and that was the beginning of my experience into how the stock market works so 2008 uh, when i moved to delhi so nippon happened in dehradun and uh, 2008 i moved to delhi and that is the hub of uh, the real uh, you know meeting of the difficult clients convincing them on investing and especially when the market is crashing so that was a great time to be in and then for goods long 6 years in uti where uti promoted me as a regional head and the best thing which happened in my life that they brought me to mumbai for a bigger exposure and uh, in 2014 i came to mumbai and started moving around bigger territories you know not only mumbai but baroda surat pune goa you know and i was traveling and meeting my distribution partners the big names like kotak icc sdfc convincing them about investing in mutual funds giving some priority to our funds and that has been an extremely exciting journey malay so i am very happy that you asked this question and this reminds me of my entrepreneur <laughs> journey which started post this in uh, 2016 actually so 2016 i quit yes bank and the reason for moving to yes bank was that i wanted to be on the distribution side I wanted to meet the clients prior to this I was only meeting with my distribution partners as I said ICC SDFC and 2016 is when I really uh, was doing which I always wanted to do and that was meeting my investors talking about their problems why are they not making money you know talking from your heart which I was not able to when you are working for an institution you realize there is a bias 
And so the real thing started in 2016. The last six years have been immensely, immensely satisfying. Bale. Wow, what an exciting journey, Sharad. And I really like you know when you said that you started doing something which you always wanted to do, and then you were meeting people and you were talking from your heart. I think that is something which really gives you so much satisfaction when you are able to do something which you always wanted to do. Great, Sharad. So how? Let me know. I mean, this is very interesting. You jumped from you know a, a job and uh, took the entrepreneurship journey, and uh, I've seen that you know a lot of people uh, talk about it, but very very few people are able to do it. Sharad, how Absolutely. difficult yeah. it was for you, you know, uh, so taking this decision, and uh, how was that initial journey? So, Malay, you are absolutely right. You know, I, in fact, you know, myself have been, uh, you know, thinking on and off about uh, starting my entrepreneurial journey. It took me a lot of time, lot of guts, uh, because once you reach a particular salary, once you reach a particular status. you know once you have a lifestyle you know which is difficult to break down you know and fall down to a salary zero it's very tough but uh, let me tell you male when there is a passion when there is in the heart of heart there is a fire burning to do something of your own it eventually capitalizes on you and you do something which is unthinkable and that is what happened to me from time you know i was into this financial space i always wanted to do something what my fund managers have been doing to construct a portfolio to manage the risk and then talk to the investors heart on heart and that eventually happened in 2016 when i said enough is enough and let's plunge on burn the bridges behind never look back you know of going into the safe harbor and that was the time i took a decision and let me tell you today i am most i would say that was the best decision of my life you know that i started i came to zero and i'm much much doing better you know as compared to my last working life wow this is very exciting you said there has to be passion and burning fire inside you and then you burn the bridges behind you and just you know uh, go ahead with complete passion and conviction fantastic i'm uh, i have been uh, interacting with sharad uh, also in the past and you know sharad also let me just add to his introduction he is also very good at uh, mathematics he is very passionate about teaching students of mathematics students actually follow him for uh, for to take mathematics class but his passion for uh, stock market i guess is is overtaking any any other uh, Uh, activity that he wishes to do, but I am sure someday so, he is also going to Malay, get into mathematics uh, uh, teaching. So, Malay, Malay, way. let me let me tell you a very interesting thing. People forget their past, but if they go back to their younger years of being in those class seventh and eighth, they have done a mathematics chapter called compound interest, and you won't believe the entire. journey of investing saving accumulating you know creating wealth is nothing but that simple looking innocent formula of compound interest which i still remember a is equal to p bracket 1 plus r upon 100 to the power t and you won't believe you know as you rightly said you know i have a passion for teaching and i do lot of investor education programs i don't leave any opportunity in going to these mumbai university colleges talk to these undergraduate students who probably even in their dreams want to create wealth 
but doesn't know the formula to create wealth. So thanks for uh, bringing this in. Yes, uh, teaching is my passion and I do it almost on a daily basis. Fantastic. Fantastic. Compound interest, very important, especially the topic that we are going to discuss today. I'm sure it is going to come up again and again. So let's jump on to the, the main topic of discussion today, Sharad. Stock market today are all time high. We yeah. know what's happening around us in various countries globally. What is your advice for the investor, for the layman today who is in a dilemma? Should we sell? Should we hold? Should we buy? Malay, first of all, there has to be no dilemma. Why I'm saying so, let's understand when you see that the index, the Sensex and the Nifty is all time high. What does that mean? Sensex and Nifty is nothing but the barometer of economy. It is the benchmark. It tells you how the economy is running. And if today we are at an all-time high, it simply shows the strength of the country, India. You know, when you compare to the other countries today, which are like down by 20%, today Nasdaq is down by 30%, and India is making a history of being an all-time high, this simply shows that the companies, you know, which is reflected in the Nifty and Sensex. Nifty is nothing but the top 50 companies. Sensex is nothing but the top 30 companies. So we are basically talking about that the companies, these large companies are making profits and the profits are reflected into the price of the stocks. And if the price of the stocks go up, so the index goes up. So the moot point is that the earnings of these companies are growing up. Right. And why the earnings are growing up? Because uh, for the last so many years, you know, just before the COVID, if you remember, government had announced a income tax cut of, from 35 percent to 25 percent. And from that very point, you know, the media was talking about it, analyzing that someday this will result into the pro profits of the companies. And that is what is happening today. So probably our knowledge gets limited. We read too much into the noise. We get disturbed by the things going around. And so we miss out on what I call the silent forces. We are too much worried about the macroeconomic fundamentals, but we forget that India is now laying the foundation by bringing back-to-back -back reforms right from 2016, the demonetization followed by the GST. As a chartered accountant, you will understand the importance of GST, one single tax, you know, uh, moving the bottlenecks uh, in terms of the tax recovery and all. Then came the RERA for the, on the real estate. Then came the insolvency and bankruptcy. I mean, I can go back on back and the latest being the PLI, the production linked incentive initiated by the government of India to boost, you know, the profitability, the underlying, uh, you know, the returns of these companies. And so this market at an all time high is not a bubble. It is based on the rock solid foundation. And believe me, just not far in the history in 2014, we were just at 21,000 Sensex and today we are almost three times. What is the meaning of three times? It is a 15% analyzed return. If you go in the 40 year history of Sensex and you do the analyzed return, it is again a 14% analyzed return. You go back to 2008, you see the return today. Again, it is a 14% analyzed return. So what I'm trying to say is, Malay, that 14% uh, is the birthright of every citizen of this country. 
and by doing nothing but owning the best quality large caps of this company, which is nothing but the Nifty and Sensex, which we see on a daily basis. So my always a suggestion to my you know readers and in, you know listeners is that keep it simple, simple. Don't run after those uh, you know hidden gems. The small companies will become multi baggers. Don't get confused. Stay with those large caps, the stable businesses, the large businesses which are building this country. And please keep earning, which is your birthright, 14%. Don't forget this number, 14%. 14%, guys, simply means doubling of your money in five years. Which instrument in this country can double your money in five years? And you see that. I told you in 2014, we were 21,000. In 2022, we are 62,000. You know, where will this rise? And believe me, this will continue. This will continue from the time to come. India is today the fifth largest country in terms of GDP. By 2030, we will be the third largest, you know, after US China. So, Malay, I'll give you a formula today. The linkage between the GDP and the market price is absolutely interlinked to each other. Today, we are a $3 trillion economy and our market is 60,000. When we will be $6 trillion, our $6 trillion economy, we, our markets will double. Simple linkages between the market cap and the GDP. What is GDP? GDP is the product produced in the country. Who's producing this products? Is the 30 companies or the top 50 companies. So if the products are being produced, it is reflecting in the profits of these companies. So straight away linkage always find out what is the market cap to GDP ratio at any point of time. Such a simple indicator to tell you where the markets are headed in the next 10 years. So don't be surprised if you see an index of 1,20,000, which is difficult to imagine, by 2028. And this will not should not come as a surprise because again, we are growing only by 14%, which is our birthright and which has been happening for the last 40 years. Wow. This is wealth of information that, you know, Sharad is known for. He is known for imparting his knowledge, the wealth of information that he is sharing with us today. Thank you so much, Sharad. So, what I am hearing, Sharad, is because of all the positive steps taken by our government, especially the, you know, PLI scheme, the Make in India, what you are saying is India growth story is very much intact. Indian economy is really growing and we will see the GDP, the economy and eventually the stock market index, which will, which is just a reflection of uh, our growing economy. Sharad, you know, a lot of people uh, fear that, you know, putting money in market is risky, you know, and um, of course, there is a famous dialogue uh, from the 1992 scam, risk hai to ishq hai. That's that on a lighter side, but what do you think, you know, people investing money and we know people who have burned their fingers uh, in the past in the market. So what should be that approach so that, you know, they are able to mitigate risk to some extent, you know? So what is the kind of risk? I think that is a perception, which is I think yeah. very valid perception of a lot of people, but how do they Perfect. mitigate this risk? kind of? So, uh, Sumale, you rightly pointed out, uh, you know, the quote uh, that risk hai to ishq hai and uh, this is, uh, you know, something uh, which has happened in the last 30 years. 
even if you are talking about a fixed deposit, which people perceive as the safest instrument in this country, even that has a component of risk, right? We have seen the cases of demand housing, we have seen the cases of ILFS, and we have seen many other cases where people have lost money even in the safest you know, asset class, which is the fixed uh, deposit. Now, coming back to the equity, you know, there is a beautiful quote which says that risk comes from not knowing what you are doing. Uh, I hope uh, you will be able to understand that when we are not doing our own studies, when we are dependent on other people's opinion, when we are working on tips, when we are trying to make money in the short term, that is when the risk comes in. Believe me, I always love this quote that intelligent person is the one who does average thing when everybody is losing his head around. And what are these average things? The basic average thing and the reason for telling you the compound interest formula is that for God's sake, don't focus on the R, which is the return percent. Focus on T, which is in compounding, which is the time spent in the market. So point which I'm trying to say is, if only you can do a basic due diligence, get into the right schemes and the right asset classes, and then leave it for a pretty long time for the compounding to kick in, there is absolutely no chance of not making money. I'm telling you, and you will be appreciating this, that if I talk about the 100 mutual funds in this country, the worst mutual fund has given a 10% return. The best mutual fund has given an 18% return. So even if you would have made a mistake of being in the in the worst mutual fund, you still have made a double digit return, which is 4 to 5% above your bank FD. Uh, so where is the risk? So very important point is that one, you should take the help of an advisor. Second, you should get into uh, these mutual funds as soon as possible and not focus on the rate of return, focus on the rate of saving. And this is my advice to the younger audience today that please don't be focused on what am I going to get? Am I going to get 14 or 16 or 20? Uh, don't focus. Your job is to focus on the rate of saving. Am I going to invest 5,000 this month, 10,000 this month, 20,000 this month? So even if you go wrong in the long term, in terms of not getting the adequate return of 16 and it falls to 14, at least that 2% differential will be met by your savings rate. And so your goal will get achieved and that is the ultimate purpose of investing the money in the market, right? Second important point is that always remember that the prime objective of investing is to invest with a return per unit risk. And this is people don't understand. They see the return from last one year and try to invest into that scheme. That is the risk when it comes in. Try to understand what is the risk hidden there. So return divided by risk. Return per unit risk it should be the objective, should be the criteria of uh, choosing the right scheme. And then once you are get in, fill it, shut it, forget it. And that is the mantra of making money by life. A complete roadmap to transform your business. Amazon's bestseller, The Business Champ, authored by Malay Zamania, is your key to accomplishing your business and financial goals. 
Grab your copy of the Business Champ from the link given in show notes to scale your business to all new heights of success. Wow, lot of things uh, to uh, to get from this. What I understand uh, for our listeners also, what you are saying is focus on time, not on the rate of return. Let us absolutely. Say. And time, you mean stay invested for long term. Stay invested for long term. Don't go for short term profits or short term returns. If you stay invested for long term. the compound effect the t of the compound effect formula will kick in and you very interestingly say even if you have invested in the worst mutual worst performing mutual fund it has given 10% interest per annum and the best mutual fund has given 18% interest of course if this is these are the these are the statistics then definitely it's it's I, a great investment um, product you know yeah sharab so mane i tell you in my you know journey of the last 15 years i have not seen a single person who had done a sip in any of the schemes has lost money the minimum return what he has generated minimum return i am talking about is 10% and i am talking about very conservative who has not done much of his research who has not been able to identify the right mutual fund and who knew nothing the only thing what he knew was to invest and forget even that person by the very virtue that he was investing in the lows of the market when the markets were not doing well and in the highs of the market when the market were doing well from that very simple concept of sip he has made a risk free investment i i i i uh, should not use a risk free because risk free is used for a government security a 6% rate but i am telling you even for a mutual fund if you are doing an sip and you are averaging at all levels of the market with a firm conviction that this market will bounce back and reaches a new high then you cannot make a mistake risk goes down to zero and that is my conviction it will continue to happen so if only you can achieve your goals by targeting those goals and linking it to the goals and just not uh, be afraid when the market becomes volatile i think this is a simplest recipe of making money correct right absolutely i myself sharad has been a big advocate of sip systematic investment plan you just take out a portion of your money which you decide could be 10% of your income 20% of the income and keep investing that money into mutual funds under any of the sip schemes and then you just wait for the time keep investing for long term and then eventually the compound effect will kick in and that is a way to go ahead uh, to create your wealth sharad are you talked about goal based i think it's better if you can little bit elaborate on that how do we use sip and uh, you know link it to the various goals that we have in our life you know people have obviously goals about buying their house foreign travel uh, you know there are many goals education marriage all these goals have and especially those who are you know still young they have their goals for you know various purposes so would you like to elaborate more on this 
So, Malay, I think uh, this is a very important question uh, which everybody should should dwell upon. You know, what is what has happened uh, today that there is a 30-30 challenge. And listen me out. What I mean by 30-30 challenge is that a person starts working at the age 25 and he retires at the age 55, right? So he's working for the 30 years of his life. Uh, from age 55, if I assume his life expectancy to be 85, then he's spending the accumulated money on his in his retired life. So he's earning and spending in the first 30 years and he's spending without earning in the next 30 years. Malay, I am telling you, this is the biggest challenge of our life. Now let's focus on the first 30 years of your life. You are don't have just one goal of saving for your retirement. There are hundreds of goals which come in, right? You have the first goal of, you know, buying a two-wheeler for yourself. Then you have a goal of uh, buying a four-wheeler for yourself. Then you have some education uh, loan to be uh, paid back. Then you have a house to be bought at some point of time. Then you get married and then you have a family and then the family, kids, education. I'm telling you, Malay, almost 70 to 80 percent of the money goes in meeting this goal where is the money left for retirement so so the simplest way of uh, meeting the goals in your life is to become disciplined in investing and let me give you the two equation which i'm very passionate about talking one is that gross minus expense should be your investment or gross minus investment should be your expenses. I repeat, gross minus expense should be your investment or gross minus investments should be your expense. I, I am telling you the second equation is a very powerful equation. Gross minus investments. The investments which will meet your goals in life has to be withdrawn first and put it into the right asset classes for them to reach the goal you had intended to achieve. And the, this is very important uh, for people to realize that if you plan, you know, planning to fail is failing to plan. I hope you know this. So if you don't plan, if you don't make different buckets, you know, then you will fizzle out. You know, today people have a lot of entrepreneur dreams, you know, but if you don't start saving from the beginning, you will miss out on your entrepreneur. I'm talking about the entrepreneur culture which is coming in this country. If you need a 10 lakh rupees and you are not doing an SIP and not uh, build, uh, building that money, you know, for the use, uh, then you will miss out. So the idea is that uh, asset allocation, number one. Number two, goal identification. And three, linking a SIP to each of the goals is very important. And last but not least, don't fall prey to the lifestyle inflation. We will all go through basic inflation. Don't worry about that. But don't fall prey to the lifestyle inflation. What is lifestyle inflation? When you start uh, living a life which you are not supposed to live. You know, today you are traveling by, uh, say, Ola. Then you want to buy a bigger car. And then if you are having a smaller phone, you want to buy an iPhone. All this is lifestyle inflation. So increase, focus on the increase in the gross. You know, if there is a increase in the gross, you can enjoy your life. But as long as, you know, the salary is constant and growing, please focus on the rate of saving. I again repeat the word rate of saving and not the rate of interest. Great, great. So, Sharad, obviously, you know, there are 
temptations all around us to you know live a good lifestyle and i i i think it is all our right to uh, you know be ambitious make more money live a good lifestyle but what you are saying is very important that income minus expense so will you spend first and invest what is left or will you invest first and spend what is left absolutely i think this philosophy if you invest first and then spend what is left if you as a young i mean for a younger generation if they follow this philosophy in their life i think they will be able to create good wealth for themselves and uh, they will not have to worry about when they retire they will also be able to fulfill their goals and they will not exceed the kind of lifestyle that they are supposed to live sustain over a long period of time so male just to harp upon the subject we are talking about let me give you few examples and this is a live example because i met one of my investors in 2003 and in fact i met him recently and what he showed me was very surprising he showed me a statement which was showing 1 crore right and i was amazed because this was his good 15 year to 16 year saving and this is what he told me that way back you know in 2005 something you know he started doing a 15000 rupee sip per month in the name of the child right for his for his or her education he had two kids so for his her education take this formula write it down engrave it in the wall a 15000 rupee at 15% for 15 years becomes 1 crore and that is what the amount is required for the foreign education and believe me the girl for whom he was saving that money was actually traveling to us for the foreign education so that is the power of small becoming big right so there are innumerable examples a 5000 rupee for 30 years i'm talking about your retirement planning it is that simple 5000 rupee per month saving for 30 years is 5.5 cr is it easy to comprehend no but somewhere the power of compounding has kicked in to make it 5.5 cr after some time it is compounding on compounding and that is where the money multiplies initially you may not see the growth but eventually it becomes you know the snowball effect you know it becomes bigger and bigger i want i want all the listeners to please write down this formula that sharad is giving today 15000 per month of sip if it earns 15% per annum and you stay invested you continue to invest it for 15 years it gives you 1 crore of rupees as return sharad is this the right formula that you said 15000 yes. per month at 15% for 15 years becomes 1 crore and what you have to engrave on the wall is simply 15 into 15 into 15 and let me build on this male now there is another 15 which comes in 15 into 15 into 15 you understood 1 crore multiply by 15 and what is this 15 increasing your investment every year by 15% which ideally you should do because your salary is growing up so 15000 growing by 15% every year male it's a astronomical figure of 2 crores so 
So when you write on the wall 15 into 15 into 15 is 1 crore, 15 into 15 into 15 and into 15 is 2 crores. If only you know this, you will be always motivated, you know, to save and reach that goal when it actually arrives. Great. I think this is great piece of information. And you said this earlier, Sharad, that it's it's simple. And we all know that what it's it's simple but not easy. Absolutely. So it is important to be disciplined. That is the one word which you used, which I think all of the listeners must pay attention to. Remain disciplined as far as your investments are concerned. Because you have to invest 15,000 for 15 years. Obviously, it demands disciplined approach from your side. So if you really take this up, then I think uh, it's a great piece of information, Sharad. Sharad, I would want to know also this one. You said the worst performing mutual fund gave you 10% annual yeah. return and the best performing gave you 18%. Yeah. Now, the question comes on selection of the which mutual fund. There are so many mutual funds, you know, floating around and as a layman, we do not understand, you know, where do we should we really put our money in? Absolutely. Um, and obviously, I understand there is a role of advisor which will uh, come into, into, into picture in this scenario. People like you, how do you see the, you know, role of the advisor? What is the, what is the, what will the advisor, uh, you know, do as far as our investment plans are concerned, as far as our goal achievements are concerned about allocation etc is concerned that you keep talking about so what is the role of advisor that you would uh, you would uh, you know take up given so malay, uh, malay, malay, uh, this will come to you as a surprise that uh, you know sometimes i feel that i am not an investment manager i am a investor manager <laughs> listen me out when i say i am an investor manager when you use this word discipline it is easier said than done you know, a lot of times temptation comes in. You know, when your scheme is not doing well, some other scheme is not doing well. You will get tempted to change the lane, right? And all these behavioral responses need to be tamed down for you to stay invested. You know, very surprisingly, the mutual fund boasts of this 18% what you rightly pointed out. But the investors have not been able to boast that 18% because they have been coming in, going out, coming in, going out. And hence, there is an investment gap between the investment of the scheme and the investor returns. Now, this is where the role of the advisor comes in. The role of the advisor is to manage your emotions first. You know, help you understand uh, the past, the trends, you know, that if something is going wrong today, it will not last. And that he will tell you by giving you the history, how it has been and what has been the uh, performance. For example, a lot of people get worried about the noise. Why COVID? I mean, I, I remember the COVID as the biggest reason when the markets were falling down and there was a chaos, there was a panic, people wanted to get out. So they get out at the bottom of the market. I remember the market falling down from 42 to 26,000. I'm talking in terms of Sensex and the people were ready to redeem at 26. That is where my uh, number crunching came in. I told one of my investors, please listen to me this. Today, the market is 26,000. All right, let's as make some scenarios. Over a period of one year, 
you know, if I have to see that the market will go back to 42,000, which looks a bit impossible. So let's assume that 26 will become 42 over a period of, uh, say, one year. Okay, one year. So that is like a 70, 80% return, which is next to impossible. But if this 26,000 goes back in three years, even then I am making an 8% annualized return. What are you afraid of then? Listening to this, he thought that even if I pull out and keep it in a FD, I'm not going to get 8 to 10% per annum return. So why am I withdrawing? It's better to wait. What I'm saying is the experience, the education, you know, helps, you know, and that is what we talk about from our experience, right? So if you see my punchline, the Proton Capital Private Limited, it is education, experience, and definitely ethics. So the three E's of my business and we live up to it. And that is what we were missing at my Yes Bank days, right? Uh, that is what I was missing during my UTI consultants. But today, experience, education, and ethics we boast of. So the point which you are talking about, uh, Malay, is that we do a lot of number crunching. We, uh, you know, not only looking at point-to-point -point returns, we also look at how much return the fund manager gave by how much risk he took. The fund manager publishes in his fact sheet something called standard deviation, which means how the fund has been volatile during that period. So we just not take the return. We divide the return with the standard deviation, come out with a number and then compare the various scheme. Whichever the ratio is the highest, we go for that scheme because that will tell me which will be the more consistent scheme uh, over a long period of time. Now, this cannot be done by an individual who's busy into something else. Somebody is a doctor, somebody is an engineer, 24 by 7. But if you just try, you know, overnight want to become as great as a fund manager by making some returns here and there, that is the biggest mistake you did. And that is the biggest uh, reason for not making the investment return, you know, and losing out uh, big time. The most important thing as an advisor is to, to calm the nerves when the things are not going well. And simultaneously looking at the con side, coming out with an informed, uh, you know, judgment on what is right and what is wrong. So Malay, I'll just give you another example, which will be very beneficial. A lot of investors, you know, get uh, lured by 8% return in a fixed instrument. I mean, Divan Housing is an example. 8%, they forget that if the government security is at 7 and if somebody is offering an 8 or 9, it has to come with the risk. But more the better for investors. And that is where they fall prey, uh, you know, to such schemes. And that is where forget the risk-free rate. And this is all advice which keeps them going, stable, generating wealth for a long, long period of time. Great. Sharad, this is, uh, this is fantastic. And um, uh, of course, you manage emotions of the people. You help them set goals. And I think you are doing a wonderful job of helping people create wealth for themselves and with your core values of education experience and ethics sharad would you like to uh, if 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 any of our listeners would wish to get in touch with you how how can they get in touch with you so i'm based out of mumbai my office is in santa cruz uh, west and yes uh, i can share my uh, email id uh, very simple email id sharad at the rate protoncapital.in and uh, people can come in touch with me. What I do for maximum investors is that I do a free portfolio uh, review. I always tell my people that even though you have been looked after by some advisors, take some alternate opinion. You know, even a patient goes to a second doctor to take an alternate opinion. 
So even if you have built up a portfolio or you are planning to start a portfolio, take some opinion before you start. I think that plan, you know, a structured plan is very important. And for that, if you want to reach out, please uh, write to me at sharad at the rate protoncapital.in and my team will come and connect with you. Excellent. Great. Thank you so much, Sharad. Uh, I, we all understand the role of advisor in this uh, market with multiple options. And we sometimes get lost into, you know, where to invest and, uh, you know, how should we set our goal-based uh, investment plan and all of that. So, obviously, um, if anyone is interested, they will definitely get in touch with you. And uh, this was really, really very interesting session for me. I learned a lot of the way that we look at investments and how should we plan our investment so that um, we are able to accomplish our goals. Thank you so much for spending your time talking to us. Thank you sure, so much. Sure, thank you so much, Sharad. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me, Malay. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Running from pillar to post to figure out how to grow and scale your business? Look no further. Malay can answer all your questions about how to build a profitable business. Just drop us your voice message in the link given in show notes and he will give the answers in future episodes. You can also download Malay's Amazon's bestseller book, Business Champ, from link given in show notes. Connect and tag with your host and business mentor, Malay, on LinkedIn, sharing your top takeaways from the episode.